What's up, guys? Rhino, Tuesday morning. Couple things to go over. Uh, number one, it appears the Gamecocks have hired their new coach, Lamont Paris from Tennessee Chattanooga. Um, you know, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day who they hire. Um, it's going to matter who, how many wins and losses he has, how successful he is, how well he can recruit. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, you hire a, a name guy. I know a lot of people wanted B.J. Mackey. Uh, he doesn't have any coaching experience, but neither does John Shire and Jawan Howard and Hubert Davis and, you know, other other guys who came back to coach their alma mater. So, you know, there's going to be a, a contingent of people who don't like the move. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, the last time I'm going to talk about Freddie Freeman and the Braves. Absolute last time I'm going to bring it up. Until they play each other, maybe. I mean, I might I might bring it up then, but I'm going to put this to rest. But I got an interesting uh, angle on this thing from one of the Braves legends. So I'm going to add that. And then uh, I see Mari Povich retired. I'm going to break down the uh, era that we grew up in of of talk shows and how they evolved from uh, Mari Povich. Not necessarily he wasn't the pioneer, but he kind of boosted it for a while. And there was some interesting things growing up watching these shows and uh, you know, how they evolved and what they are today. Well, first off, I'm going to talk about the Gamecocks. Like I said, it looks like they're going to hire Lamont Paris from UT Chattanooga. And, you know, I guess every coach has to start somewhere. Every coach started, you know, everybody that started Kentucky and North Carolina and, you know, uh, Coach K started at West Point, which is not a basketball haven, um, and turns into a great coach. So there's a different ways to get uh, to where you want to be. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure, you know, winning that conference and beating teams like Wofford gives you the experience or know-how to beat Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida on a regular basis. I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm just not sure. And I, I really don't think uh, B.J. Mackey has the experience. He's never ran the show. I've used this reference before, but uh, like in the business I've worked in, you can be really good at sales, but you, you might not be a very good regional manager. You might be good at what you do, but not responsible for the whole thing. And that's what I, I fear would hire B.J. Mackey. I, I really would have liked to have hired a guy with a lot more experience. I know Paris was on the uh, Bo Ryan staff at Wisconsin for like seven years that won the Big Ten. But Steve Sarkeesian was on the staff at Southern Cal in Alabama that won national championships, and he's a terrible coach. So that really doesn't necessarily translate. Uh, Gamecock fans will be ready. Uh, they're going to pull for him. It doesn't matter. Um, we'll see the proof of being a pudding. He definitely needs to get on that recruiting trail. Um, we saw what Virginia Tech's coach did, leaving, I think, Wofford, bringing a couple of his guys, and they won the ACC this year. So, uh, you know, it's possible. A lot of people saying, you know, we fired Frank Martin for this. This is ridiculous. Well, the thing about Frank Martin, I feel like, is he had hit his ceiling. He had a good Final Four run, of course, and he wins 16, 17, 18 games a year and but i mean that's it doesn't matter if you win eight or 16 you still don't get the postseason you're not getting in-state recruits 
you're not getting game changer kids like you did when you had PJ and uh, Sendarius. And it just ran its course. It's 10 years. I mean, I, I don't know what more you're going to do. I don't know if you keep hanging on or you're just going to keep winning 17, 18 games, you know, losing to teams like Coastal Carolina and, and, and stuff like that in the early season, which ends up hurting you in the long run because you don't get the 20 wins. Um, you don't play well in the SEC tournament. You get beat beat down by Mississippi State. Um, and you just don't recruit big people well. It's just unfortunate. Like, I think Frank, if he had the team that, that, that Duke or North Carolina has, he would definitely win. The problem is that's up to him to get those players, and, and he can't get them. People don't want to play for him. Such a kids, and I don't blame them. Nobody wants all that hollering and yelling. And, uh, you know, it just ran its course. Good luck to him. He gets another job. Uh, he's been rumored to, to the UMass job. I don't know if he wants that necessarily. He definitely doesn't need a job right now. He should have plenty of money in the bank from Kansas State and South Carolina. But, you know, it was time for a change. So, good riddance to Frank Martin. Welcome in, Lamont Paris. Hopefully, like, right off the bat, he can pull at least a, a good recruiter, too, to add with a decent core he's going to have. He's only losing two guys. He should have a decent core unless some of them guys transfer out. You know, that's what happened when Muschamp got gone to go with them guys wanting to decide to leave. And, uh, you know, it happens. Transfer portal is a, uh, a new animal in college sports. It's a bad thing. It sucks for universities who don't have a lot to pull from, which is South Carolina basketball. But hopefully uh, Mr. Paris can come in, grab a couple guys, maybe keep a couple in-state guys, maybe change some guys' minds about coming to the University of South Carolina. First black head coach. Uh, we'll see if that translates into a better recruiting deal in basketball. But we'll see. I mean, I'll be no less excited than I've been the last 10 years with Frank Martin and, than I was for any of the other coaches. So, you know, we'll see. Good luck to him, and I hope uh, hope South Carolina at least is competitive and uh, can get some good guys in there. Now that the whole Freddie Freeman saga is over, um, you know, Matt Olson's going to come in, replace Freddie Freeman. Freeman signed with the Dodgers. Um, you know, there's a lot of going back and forth. Me and Kurt was in Clemson this weekend. He had a Atlanta Braves hat on. Young kid comes up and says, you're a Braves fan. Uh, Kurt nods yes. And then immediately the first question was, you think we should have kept Freddie Freeman? And, uh, you know, we got a couple of other guys. We got into the conversation about, you know, you, he's he was the Dale Murphy of his generation, the Chipper Jones. Won a World Series this year. You'd really like to keep him. He's the face of your franchise. And, uh, you know, it's crazy to think that you couldn't have just given what he wanted. But then on the flip side, Chipper Jones came out and said, if Freddie Freeman wanted to be a Brave, he'd be a Brave. And, and Chipper Jones was faced with a similar situation where he could have took a monster deal and went somewhere else, probably L.A., New York, Boston. But he decided to stay because he wanted to be a Brave. <clears throat> Tom Brady's done this similar thing every year of his career. He's won seven championships, been to the Super Bowl ten times. You know, he could have asked for the Aaron Rodgers money, but he knew he wanted to stay in New England and he knew he wanted his other guys to get fed as well. And you see what's happening in Green Bay and Rodgers gets the 50 million, uh, possibly the best receiver in the league gets shipped out. So, you know, that that kind of thing hurts your team. 
Uh, Freddie wanted a six-year. I think that Albert Pujols contract stopped a lot of people from going that deep in the careers, knowing that he'd be on the backside. I can see both sides, but, but Chipper Jones makes a great point. If you wanted to be a Brave, you would have been Brave. You could have got five years for 150. Uh, you wouldn't have got a six-year for 165. It's $15 million in a year. I feel like at 30, whatever, he'd have been 37. He still could have got some money. Somebody would have picked him up to be a DH or maybe still be a first baseman. But like uh, like, he, like Chipper Jones said, if you wanted to be a Brave, you would have been a Brave. I feel great about the Braves right now. I mean, it's almost like getting new free agents for the team. Ronald Acuna will be back and healthy. Uh, Marcel Azuna will be back and healthy. Um, they signed Rosaria. Um, and then Matt Olson. I'm so I'm, I'm really excited about Matt Olson because I feel like he's a younger version of Freddie Freeman. And uh, being a little younger, being surrounded by, you know, I don't know if he'll bat three or four. I'm assuming he'll bat three. So he'll have, like, Albies at two, Ozuna at four, and then Austin Riley will be five, maybe, something like that. He'll be surrounded by big bats. So hopefully he'll get uh, some good pitches, and then, you know, he'll dominate, hit 40 home runs, bat 300. You know, pretty much everything that Freddie Freeman can do, that's what I hope for, and I think he will. You know, if the Braves are healthy, I think, this, this could be a special year. Uh, just picked up Kelly, uh, Kelsey Jansen from uh, the Dodgers. Add to that bullpen that's already pretty solid. So I'm really looking forward to the Braves. Like I said, this is the end of Freddie Freeman for me. Uh, I'm all Matt Olson. Uh, I'm team Matt Olson. And I'm ready to see Acuna, Azuna, Albies, Riley, Swanson, you know, Rosaria, and uh, Dave Darno. Great pitching staff. Be glad to get Soroka back in June. Uh, I think we win the. I think we win it in National League uh, going away. The Dodgers don't scare me. Often injured. Uh, Cody Bellinger sucks. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, hoping we can beat hell out of them. Uh, honestly, NL East is going to be a, a competitive as well. It's going to be tough. But uh, you know, the Phillies making some moves as well. But I think the Braves are ready to make another run like they did with Bobby Cox. And I hope we can run it out for 20 years. But uh, ready ready to see the new, the new look, Braves. I can't wait for uh, April 7th. Yay! All right, last but not least, I'm going to throw a little pop culture thing in there. Uh, I see Mark Povich has retired after 31 years. Uh, talk shows and, and those... Uh, have have had a weird evolution. Um, I remember, you know, on your TV when you was a kid, it's pretty much talk show, game show, days of our lives, you know, soap operas. That was pretty much the day you woke up, there was uh, the news, and then there was some game shows on a couple networks, talk shows on others, and then you got to, like, soap operas from the midday. Uh, my mom was a big days of our lives. Uh, watcher and still is. I was over there yesterday at one o'clock. Marlena and John Black still on the show. Marlena done been on that show about fifty damn years. You still don't like she's about fifty years older. But uh long running, uh everything's pretty much consistent of what it was on daytime TV as it was when he was a kid. But Mari Poe was retiring. I remember man, growing up, I think Phil Donahue might have been the first Phil Donahue, Sally Jesse Raphael. And then you had uh, the Mari Povich, and it started out, you know, with 
interviews and talking to people. And then it turned into a, a shit show, uh, so to speak, with these. Uh, Mari Povich was probably the, one of the first ones. He did the, uh, you know, the, the birth test to see if, if he was the, the father uh, or, you know, if somebody was lying. He put him on the uh, lie detector test. And then it is a lot of craziness, which evolved into, you know, Jerry Springer, which took it to the next level, where it was always some wild stuff and people fighting. The dude, Steve, the bodyguard, became a, a, a instant celebrity because he was always in the middle of breaking up, you know, your husband's, uh, you know, cheating on you with a gay midget or something. You know, it was always some spin, having sex with your mom or, your, you know, some just off-the-wall nonsense. But Povich was the first one, I think, that had to shop TV. That whole uh, uh, taking the test to see whether you do you the father or not coming back with the results and people going ape shit a woman you know trying to get child support from a man and then uh you know finding out he's not the father and then him you know him going crazy and uh you know calling her a whore and jumping around it was always a a wild scene you know then it evolved into a lot of talk shows now hell they got you know regis and kelly regis and kathy lee that was a big one that was more interviewing people every morning, you know, and then you evolved all the way up to like Oprah and then uh, Ellen. And now, you know, Dr. Phil, at one time, his show was there to help people. And now it's basically just a meme for the for the no good people to end up showing up on the show, you know, to catch me outside, girl, uh, that, that became a phenomenon. Um, a lot of these people are becoming celebrities after their Phil, I mean, the Dr. Phil, uh, episode dr fields made buku money millions and bi- maybe a billion ain't no telling man all the stuff he's selling off of his show the guy ain't even a damn uh doctor he's got some kind of he got two or three degrees of something but he ain't no uh real doctor but somehow he knows everybody's uh problems and how to fix them but anyway enjoy the retirement of mari povich a piece of my childhood gone um, the shows aren't near as uh, uh, nasty as they was. I think Jerry Springer been gone. Um, but that was always, if you wanted to see White Trash America or, 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 you know, the people of Dollar General, the Jerry Springers, the Mari Povichers, they really brought them out. Um, and for a time period there, I can't, I can't deny it. I probably enjoyed the shit out of watching people act foolish and beat the hell out of each other and uh, having sex with the uh, the midget down the road. Uh, something like that. There's always some. It was always some good stuff. So, anyway, um, you know, we're getting closer to opening day. Spring football has started. March Madness is in full effect. Uh, college baseball is in full swing. Hell, high school baseball is in full swing. Sports everywhere. So it's a good time of year. A good time to be a sports fan. Uh, we'll see uh, if this Lamont Paris thing becomes. Uh, you know, fact today, uh, a lot of experts are reporting that it will be. I'm always interested to see when that goes the opposite direction. I like that. I like these guys who like to break a story and then they're wrong, have to retract. But it feels like there's some legs on this one. Um, but uh, praise baseball. It's uh, it, it's coming. It ain't but a couple weeks away. Looking forward to that. And uh, so we'll talk about the weekend coming up. 
here shortly. Uh, next couple episodes, I'm going to talk about uh, the Sweet 16. I'm going to talk about the Masters is coming up. And then, uh, you know, of course, uh, what happens is in the spring football camps. If anybody shows out, if anybody does anything, it's super well. Uh, the Gamecocks and the Tigers got some questions, a few positions, got some new guys coming in, some new coaches. So it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of stuff to talk about. Appreciate y'all listening. Keep on listening. I'm going to try to put one out just about every day as long as there's something to talk about. Y'all have a good week.